0: It's great to see all of you this morning, and I just really especially enjoyed our time of worship together. And I saw, you know, I looked kind of back there, and it's hard to see up on the platform with the lights on you up here, but I noticed some, like, some new people back there just really worshiping, and I thought, man, that's awesome. And then uh, my daughter told me who it was. It's some old friends of ours from Illinois, and I couldn't make you out from back there, but Tara and Lydia and some of the kids from Carbondale, Illinois, just so good to have you today. We love you. Uh, this is a family we were very close to back in Illinois called the Cherry family. And the Cherries were known in our area just for all of the outreach that they did in the community. But they were also known for the fact that they had 10 kids. And uh, and so now with all the in-laws and outlaws, I don't know how big their crew is, but they vacation down in this part of the world uh, on an annual basis, and so we're so glad to have them. And then I'm really excited about another guest that we have here with us today, and that is Emmanuel and Nicole, and I don't even know if I want to try your last name. It's, it's, it's Yabba Dabba Doo, I think. It's, it's something. It, it, was that close? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Because Emmanuel is from Ghana, he is from Ghana, and so of course he's come to the University of Tennessee, because he's from Ghana, to major in Spanish, right? Yeah, so yes, that's right, and uh, yeah, he's working on a PhD in Spanish, and he's from Ghana, but he speaks Portuguese and French, and who knows what else? Uh, So it's it's awesome, and uh, his wife, Nicole, they're newlyweds, his wife, Nicole, uh, is from Michigan, and, of course, she met a guy from Ghana that was going to get a Ph.D. in Spanish, and she's from Michigan. and It all makes sense, somehow. But anyway, they met and got married in Michigan. And then on their way from Michigan to um, to Tennessee, their car was totaled. It's really a miracle they're alive because their car broke down in a construction zone where they had no shoulder to the right, no shoulder to the left, and so their car stopped, and a semi came up behind them and, and hit their car. And uh, so their car was totaled, so they are carless. Uh, if anyone uh, knows of a, a reliable older car that uh, you know for sale or whatever, let us know. Um, we're looking for them a car as well. We have some mutual friends or, or mutual acquaintances that told us about, told them about us in fact, some of you may remember Joe, who preached for us recently. It's a co-worker of mine's husband. Uh, he is part of a group called Messenger Fellowship. Nicole was part of a church that was part of that same fellowship. And when they were coming down here, Joe said, you've got to check out Phil and Melanie. It's the best church in Knoxville. And uh, that's... He has, a heart of gold. he has a heart of gold. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, wow. You've got to live up to that. All right, I'm excited about our new series. We're calling it Detox. This is this is kind of a, a time of year when it's easy to let clutter come into our lives. Summer times can be a tough time for your spirituality. It seems like you get off schedule. You know, you're not going, to, you're not in school, and all that. And if you're not careful some of your spiritual routines and your spiritual sharpness can sort of get more dulled. And so we are going to be really gearing up for what we really believe is going to be an amazing season in our church this fall because we are preparing, we are planning, we are preaching, and we are praying about this fall and believing for a harvest that God is going to bring into the church of folks that are looking for a life-giving church, people who are far from God. How many are believing that with me, that we're just believing for a great harvest? But before the harvest comes, we want to be prepared for the harvest, and we want to get ourselves spiritually ready. That's why we're doing the 21 Days of Prayer coming up from August 7th through August 27th, 7 p.m. in this building every night. We're going to have one hour of prayer, and we're believing. I, I, I don't know about you all, and I'm not just saying this. There's something new on the horizon here. I, I, I feel more excited right now about what I feel at the church than I have for a long time. There's this, have you, have you ever just had the sense that Something's coming. Something something 's coming, I, you know I, while we were worshiping this morning, there was just a new freedom in worship i 'm like something's coming you know something something's, something's getting ready to happen up in here, you know what i 'm saying, and, and it just had that, had that feeling about it. you would never know I was from the north, would you, talking like that, uh, but anyway, it just feels like something good is is happening and is going to happen, and we 're real real excited about that, but detox detox. The word comes from toxin, and toxins are poisons or sometimes venom that can eventually cause disease. And I'm not talking about the kind of toxins that you might ingest into your body, but just like there's toxins or poisons or venom that you can ingest in your body, there are some poisons that can get in your spirit, And cause damage over time. And so we're going to be talking about detox over the next uh, four weeks. But we're going to talk about spirit, soul, and body detoxing uh, all of these things. Some toxins come very swiftly and their damage is very quick. Like when my mother was a little girl and she was in the barn. And there was some rat poisoning that looked like milk. And she picked it up and she ingested it and very quickly began to turn blue and started, uh, her breathing got very, this is a great story because, because um, they lived on the farm and they were equal distant from the doctor and the pastor's house. And they had, a, they had a choice to make. Do we run to the doctor as my mother's face was beginning to turn blue or do we run to the pastor? This is one of our family lore stories and they, in an instantaneous decision, decided to drive to the pastor's house who laid hands on my mother. And while he was praying for her, color began to come back in her face. And she began breathing again normally and she was completely healed and has never had any issues uh, as a result of that. But that was a toxin that came very quick. Or the toxin that came quick for that pastor in in Kentucky who was the snake handler who uh, who got bit by the by the venomous rattlesnake and died. We all heard that story a few uh, years ago. But most toxins don't happen that way. They come a little at a time, just a little poison, just a just a little bit that that, that eventually over time wears us. You know, you can become intoxicated you know, while either drinking or taking a drug, and uh, you know, this is going to be kind of a heavy sermon, so I'll give you a lighter story to, to, to start out with. Um, you know, uh, the guy from down south, when he, when he was pulled over because he was driving a little erratically on the road, and the police officer looked and saw a little brown bag with a bottle in it next to him, and he said, uh, sir, What's in that bag? And the guy said, "Oh, well, that's just uh, that's just water, sir. That's just water, sir." And the officer asked for it, and he looked at it. He said, "It smells like wine, and it tastes like wine. In fact, sir," he said, "that is wine." And the gentleman said, "Praise the Lord, he done done it again. <laughs> Turned that water into wine." So the, the officer said, I'm going to need you to get out of the car. He said, uh, I'm going to have to take you and give you a breathalyzer. He said, I can't do the breathalyzer test. He said, he said and the officer said, why not? He said, I'm asthmatic, and I might have an asthma attack. And uh, he said, okay, then I'll take you in, and we'll do a blood test. He said, I can't do that, sir. I'm a hemophiliac, and if you take me in, I'll start, uh, I'll start bleeding, and I might bleed to death. He said, okay, then I'm going to get you out, and I'm going to make you walk a straight line. And he said, I can't do that, officer. And the officer said, why can't you do that? He said, because I'm drunk. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, you can, you can get intoxicated. There's a pastor friend of mine on the other side of the state, Eddie Couples. His wife posted this this week in Facebook. He said, for those of you who are praying for me during my five to six weeks of weird medical issues, I wanted to catch you up on what's been happening. I had to miss the Philippines trip at the end of May because I was having very weird symptoms and two ER visits, along with lots of heart tests with a cardiologist, major blood pressure issues, as well as I spent a lot of time doing extensive and expensive tests. All came back showing absolutely nothing, but I was still having lots of symptoms. The good news, all my major organs are healthy, praise God. The bad news is they found nothing that was causing the issues, so my heart doctor told me it was something that I had been ingesting in my body. He took me off Splenda because I'd already quit using other artificial sweeteners. After several weeks of using nothing but agave and cane sugar, I can tell you that I feel like a different person. Evidently, I was poisoning my body slowly with Splenda. Who knew? I'd been using artificial sweeteners, mostly diet sodas and teas for 40 years. I had no idea that it could poison your body with this stuff. I can say I'm never going to use them again. And the point of that story is not to say don't use Splenda. The point of that story is just like just a little use of Splenda over time caused symptoms that caused her to have great things. There are little things that we can ingest into our spirit that over time can leave us diseased and feeling miserable. And so we're going to talk about detoxing because uh, I want to show you some ways that if you would just do these things for six days, it would make a huge difference in your life. It would be a detox if you would, and, and, and uh, that would make a huge, huge difference in your life. The scripture that we're going to use as our theme uh, for this series is 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 through chapter 7, verse 1. Don't be yoked together with unbelievers. The word yoked there in the Greek is a word koinonia, and it means close fellowship. Very, very close fellowship. Don't be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Now, I want you to notice all these synonyms. Koinonia, close fellowship, have in common. Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? Fellowship, have in common. Koinonia, close close friendship. What harmony, here's another synonym, what harmony... Is there between Christ and Belial? And what does the believer have in common with an unbeliever? And what agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live with them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And then check this out. Since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates. Let's detox. Let's purify ourselves from all of these spiritual toxins, body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverent fear for God. Don't be yoked, don't have koinonia, we don't have anything in common with fellowship, harmony, agreement. We talk a lot about this church, at this church, about reaching people who are far from God. That's what we're all about. We we want to move people who are far from God toward their highest potential as Christ followers. But I'm going to say something that may sound counterintuitive because we're always talking about people who are far from God. As much as we want to reach people who are far from God, your closest relationships need to be with those who are near to God. I got two amens on that one. All right. As much as we want to reach people who are far from God, in terms of the people that you have koinonia with, in terms of the people that you have in common with, in terms of the people that you have agreement with, in terms of the people that you have harmony with, we need to be with Jesus, ate with the, with the publicans and with the sinners, but he spent the vast majority of his time with people who are becoming fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. That's why it's so important at Life Church that you get involved in the small groups. We run them on semesters. We're going to be starting small groups up in the fall again. It's not just about coming to church and singing great songs, but we've got to have some people that we have koinonia with, that we have harmony with, that we have agreement with, that we're developing friendships with. It's not just about the content of what you're studying. It's about the relationships that you are forming, the friendships that you are making, the fact that you are, in, you are together with other people who are trying to walk this wall amen the concept of holiness is a very important part of the Christian walk and holiness is kind of old school everyone loves to talk about the power of God too often we judge our service by how much power of God we felt how vibrant were we in worship? Did somebody jump up and down when they got excited? What was the what was the um, what was the temp- spiritual temperature in the room? And I'm all about the power of God, but the real issue is not how high you jump; it's how you walk when you land. It, it, it's the, it's the relationship with God that's there Monday through Friday when the praise and worship music isn't blaring in your ears. And it's walking it out in your daily walk. And so that's what we're going to be talking about, detoxing from the world. Every church needs to have a pH balance. A pH balance is P is power and H is holiness. You can focus so much on power that you forget holiness, and you can focus so much on holiness that you forget the power of God. Somebody gave me a plaque one time that said like this, All spirit and you will blow up. If you have all spirit with no word. But then it said all word with no spirit and you'll dry up. But if you have spirit and word, you will grow up. Word and spirit, you will grow up. So yes, we want the power of God. Yes, we, yes, yes, we believe in the power of God to change lives, to, to heal the sick, uh, to deliver those that are bound. All of those things, and those are wonderful, and we emphasize those at Life Church. But we also emphasize, and this is what we're going to be talking about, how you walk it out on a daily basis. Amen. So we are planning, praying, preparing, preaching, and getting ready for company, and we want to be spiritually ready for the harvest. Don't miss this season. Don't miss this season. So spiritual, how, how can I tell that I need a spiritual detox? How can I tell that I need a spiritual detox? In Psalms, the psalmist tells us, he said, how long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? This is a spirit that's in need of detox. Just that sense of, of, of how long will I have this yucky feeling within me? Um, Uh, If you've ever fasted for a longer period of time, uh, uh, usually uh, uh, once or twice a year I'll try to do an extended fast of some kind. Uh, And when you do that, um, your first two or three days are absolutely miserable. But you know why they're miserable? It's because you're detoxing. You're detoxing from caffeine, you know. You're detoxing from sugar. You're, you're, and in fact, there's there's people that fast and understand this term, but but there's something you can get called fasting breath. And and what fasting breath is 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 after about 2 or 3 days your tongue gets white it's gross it's all of these toxins in your body come up through your body and, and and out your tongue and so you just feel kind of and so you just find yourself brushing your teeth a lot and all that because all these toxins are are coming out but after you get through like 3 days you're like you feel better than you have felt like in years And the reason for that is is because all of these poisons are now out of your body. And so when we're talking about spiritual detoxing, we're wanting to, we're wanting to be more on fire than we've been in years. We're, gonna, we're wanting to have the spiritual health that we haven't felt in some time. Romans 7, Paul says, the things I don't want to do, I do. The things I want to do, I don't do. And then he gives the prescription for how do, what do I do when, when, when the things that I want to do, I can't do, and the things that I don't want to do, I find myself doing. And in Romans 8, he gives the prescription in 8, 5 through 13. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. That's why we call this church Life Church. We want it to be a church where we're controlled by the Spirit of God. Therefore, brothers... We have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, that's detoxing. If you'll put to death the misdeeds of the body, if you detox, you will live. I studied chemical dependency as part of my um, a master's degree. And one of the things that's important when, when you are working with people who are coming off drugs and alcohol is not that you just get them away from the drug and alcohol, but there has to be something to replace it with. Even, even the scripture brought that up, and when it said don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So you're, you're, you're taking out that intoxication there, but be filled uh, with the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to talk about three things that we, we want to take out of our spirits, and three things that we want to put in, Okay? So here's the things that we want to starve and here's the things that we want to feed in our life. The first thing that I want us to starve as we're spiritually detoxing is doubt. Starving doubt. I will trust what God says. Doubt is believing what the world thinks about things. You you know, if you just get your mind on the news all the time, you're just going to think the whole world's going to hell in a handbasket. I mean, you'll hardly get out of bed in the morning if, if you just focus on what the world says reality is. Amen? Amen? And so we want to get a new view of reality. That, you know, that, that this is not the world that's controlled by the forces that we see in the world. But this is my Father's world. Amen. This is God's world. And, and, and so we want to, we want to remove doubt from our lives proverbs 3 5 says trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding i heard robbie zacharias a a sort of a famous christian apologist he was preaching at a graduation this year and he was talking about all the political environment he says we are spending too much of our times looking to the left and looking to the right rather than up and down We think the answer comes to the right. If we we just get someone more conservative, and other people say, "No, if we had someone more liberal," and and it's it's the wrong view of the world. This is God's world. We're looking up and down, not to the left and not to the right. Get rid of negativity. I will think what God thinks. You know, it's an easy time of year to be negative. It, it's so hot. It's so Yeah, It's just so hot outside. Oh, I just hate summertime. And you know what? I hate fall, too, because right after fall, winter's coming, you know? And then in winter, everything's so cold and it's so bad. And and then spring comes. But, yeah, well, spring's all right. But, yeah, but we know it's getting ready to get hot, so I hate spring, too. You know, you can just become... You can just become a negative ninny if you're, not, if you're not careful. Just be negative, negative, negative about everything. And, and, and it's real easy uh, for us to, to, to become negative. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he, the Bible says. It's really important how we, how we think. And so one of the things we want to get out of our lives is negativity. Isaiah 26.3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put my mind on all of the negativity that's around me, but I'm going to focus on the Lord. Ephesians 4:29 now this is just old school I, I'm sorry I'm just going to be a little old school this morning all right you can laugh about me this week but uh, I'm just going to I'm going to just going to preach it like the bible says it this morning all right All right All right Don't use foul or abusive language and this is what's old school you know it, there's nothing off limits anymore nothing's off limits well, when I was a kid, like the worst word you could ever say was the F word. And we thought now that if we just put it in an abbreviation, it's okay. And so, you know, you just see people on Facebook all the time, oh, you know, WTF, uh, uh, you know, all all these, if I put it in an abbreviation, it's just utterly harmless and and suddenly, and we're taking like the most beautiful thing that God created in the world, and we're making something crass and ugly and and foul out of it. I'm just telling you, our culture, you know, I I, I work, I'm Bible casual, and I work in a culture where, you know, it's, and and a lot of people that are going to church and, and, and consider Christians and all of that kind of stuff. But the language, the the, the words that we use are foul. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. It might be old school, but I just don't think it's cool to throw around all those words that are foul and not helpful. I'm going to move on. All right. Language matters language matters how our, our, how our mouth how our mouth out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so negativity and then the third thing is sin i will turn to what god wants sin and i'm not just i'm not just going to talk up here about you know just just quit being bad, you know. I, I think a lot of times people go to church for their weekly spanking. They just want to feel bad about themselves, you know. I, I really think so. You watch, some, you watch some large churches and big ministries that, that just scold their people every week. And they're just like, you, just, you know, dirty rock, get your life together and all that. That's not what I'm saying. Sin, sin in the Bible really means missing the mark. It just means we've been aiming at the wrong thing. It's not just doing bad stuff, but we want to get reaimed. We want to re-aim our lives in the, in the correct direction. It reminds me of a time I was in 4-H as a kid, and, uh, and our, my assignment was to make cookies. It was to make cookies, and I was going to get judged, and I was going to get a blue ribbon. I don't know what the second one was, but the lowest one was the white ribbon, I think, or what, uh, blue, green, or white, something like that. So I was so proud of these cookies. They were awesome cookies. I'm a good cookie baker by the way. So I brought these cookies and you know, I went to, I went after the judging to see it and I had I had the worst ribbon on there. I had the white ribbon. And I said, "What's going on?" And I read the I read the note and it said, "Great cookies, but you made the wrong kind." <laughs> I didn't read the directions. They were supposed to be chocolate chip. They were amazing peanut butter cookies. And I just share that because you know sin is sin is really about you know yeah you're doing a great job you're just heading the wrong way <laughs> yeah it's kind of like the kind of like the uh, speaking off note so I always use dangerous when I am not know this airplane's flying and the captain said um, I got bad news and good news the bad news is the landing gear is broken he said but the good news is we are making excellent time. Yeah, they're, you know they're making excellent time, but you know they're going to crash. So anyway, you can be going the wrong way, and 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 uh, you can be going the wrong way, and and so we want to get we want to refocus our lives. Philippians 4.8, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about those things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now I'm going, to talk about, I'm going to talk about three things to put in your lives and I'm not going to say commit to this forever. I'm going to ask you to commit to it for six days. I really believe if you commit to it for six days it can start becoming part of your lifestyle. But here's part of the detox. Here's what we want to feed. God's Word. God's Word. And then I'm not even going to fill in the second blank for you. I want you to fill in the blank with what you want to do for the next six days regarding God's Word. I think Ephesians has six chapters. Maybe you want to read the six chapters of Ephesians. Maybe you want to read a chapter a day. Uh, for the next six days. Maybe you want to uh, get started in a one-year Bible reading program. That's how, I, that's how I go to work every day, listening to little Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs. But for the next six days, I'm going to start putting God's Word in my heart. Psalms 1, 1, and 2 says, Happy are those who reject the advice of evil men. Instead, they find their joy in obeying the law of the Lord, and they study it day and night god 's word god 's word just i 'm going to really encourage you for the next six days next six days to detox and, and 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 start taking out some of that negativity and some of that doubt so when we 're saying reads god 's word, I want to say reads god 's word instead of doing something else that I was doing, y- you might want to turn off the news y- y- you might want you might want to you might want to turn off some kind of negative influence in your life as you're reading God's Word. The second thing is worship, and specifically I'm talking about worship music. I will fill my mind with worship music. Now, I already, I already went on record saying that I'm a little weird, and, and I, it's a little old school, but we just listen to worship music in our home. The last, and I'm not saying you should do that. I'm not saying you should do that. I'm saying that the last secular album I owned was Lionel Richie. Singing, truly, truly in love with you, girl. It was awesome. But, you know, I had some of the youth group over to my house, and they saw my Lionel Richie album, and they said, you know what, man, I got ACDC, and I got this and that. I got, and, and they were starting to bring out their albums and show all that kind of stuff and, and all of that. I would just want to challenge you this week. I'm not telling you you have to get rid of second. I'm just telling you uh, it may seem old school, but we do that. And, and I would just challenge you for the next six days, maybe on the way to work, instead of listening to the, you know, the top hit station, why don't you listen to worship music? And you might go through a little detox. It might be a little uncomfortable for uh, two or three days. But, But here's what I'm telling you. If you'll do that for six days, watch how different... You feel when you come into work singing, Your praise will ever be on my lips. Ever be on my lips. Your praise will. Hi, boss. Ever be on my lips. Ever be. It's going to be a great day. Your praise will ever be on my lips. That's what I'm saying, you know. I'm saying get some worship inside of you. Amen. Amen. Detoxing away. From the world, we are inundated. Our world is more connected than it's ever been, and we think of it as progress. And, and, and with all of the, the progressive things that this world has to offer, and how cool it is that I've got a I've got a, a Apple Watch that when the phone rings, Coy, my watch rings. I'm looking stupid. I'm, da- I'm 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 going down the hall. Hi, Melanie. How are you today? Seriously. I can check the weather anywhere. I can do I can do all of these kind of things, but with all of these advancements, we have some toxins and some poisons that are getting in. Amen. So worship Philippians 4, 8, and 9, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about those things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Then the God of peace, then, then the God of peace will be with you. So the last thing that I want to talk about adding, and, and I hope some of you all will come back to church after hearing this, but I, 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 just, I just believe with all of my heart so that we... We don't want to just be a, a, a church where we sing good songs and do all those kind of things, but I want to help you in your walk, in your daily walk, that 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 that, that we get these toxins out of our lives, and that we experience the peace of God in our daily lives. Amen. Amen. So the last thing is prayer. I, I'm going to challenge you. You know, we're going to do 21 days of prayer here, and I know that there's. I know that there's times that some of you won't be able to make uh, every one of those 21 days. First of all, for the next six days, I just challenge you to put aside some prayer time in your life for the next six days. But during the 21 days of prayer, if you can't make all 21 days or whatever, try to make six. Try to see what happens when you, when you detox uh, from the world and add prayer into your life as the worship team comes. Second Chronicles 7:14 said if my people my God-defined people this is from the message bible if my people my God-defined people respond by humbling themselves praying seeking my presence turning their backs on the wicked on their wicked lives I love this it says I'll be there ready for you I'll listen from heaven I'll forgive their sins. I'll restore their land to health. That's what will happen. when We add prayer to our lives, replacing prayer with the worry and the fretting and the, whatever else it is, the negativity and the, the doubt in your life. Replacing it with prayer. Let's just see what God would do. I'm gonna ask us all to bow our heads and pray this morning and I'll just i just say I'm talking to me this morning. It's summertime and I need re aimed and I need refocused and I need re challenged and I need I need to, to refocus on God's word and refocus on on prayer refocus on, on worship. For me, you know, it's it'll worship music. It's going to be turning off talk radio, talk radio that can be so negative uh, in my life. That I'm just going to focus on worshiping you this week and detoxing from the world. With every head bowed and every eye closed, uh, is there anybody here who would just say, "You're getting through, Pastor"? I hear you this morning, and and, and I want my life to be to be more pure, and I want to. I want to focus these next would you just raise your hand all over this building if that's you amen thank you God 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 and, and the goal is so that we can be closer to him and so Lord we just come to you this morning and we just ask Lord God that you would draw us closer to you and Lord as we push away from the world Lord God and as we move closer to you God we just ask God that That you would just do something amazing, Lord, during this time and during this series and during these 21 days of prayer that are coming up, Lord. We're just asking, Lord, that you would open the windows of heaven and and our spirits do feel this sense of anticipation that that, uh, you're getting ready to do some wonderful things in this place, Lord. But we're asking you, God, help us, Lord, to be vessels that are ready, Lord God, for whatever you want to do in us. Lord, we just give you permission, Lord, to take those things out that need to be taken out, Lord. Put those things in, Lord, that need to be put in, Lord. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Amen, Amen. I'm going to ask the ushers to come.